Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. As you can imagine, there's, there's probably no more joyous time in life than when a couple becomes new parents. And as they quickly learn, though, along with the happiness comes plenty of worry and responsibility. The issues that may cause concern will certainly grow, uh, just as their child does. Uh, Parents will invest in plenty of devices to protect their children, from car seats, uh, gates for the stairs, uh, child-proofing kitchens and bathrooms. And an additional step they can take to provide some security is to get a good estate plan in place right away. And today we'll not only learn why, but how. Uh, Hi, everybody. Jim Mitchell back with you again for another of our weekly discussions here on Chicago's Legal Latte. And as you can imagine, our focus will be on estate planning for new parents today. Now, speaking of new roles, I'm also uh, glad to welcome a new contributor to the podcast as I'm joined for the first time by attorney Ryan Gardner of Lavelle Law. Uh, Anxious to have a conversation with him. So good afternoon, Ryan. Welcome to the podcast. Good afternoon, Jim. Thanks. Happy to be here. We've discussed uh, various aspects of estate planning with with some of your colleagues in the past and learned that plans can be very comprehensive, in some cases very complex. New parents may not need to dive all the way in right away, but, you know, as they get started, is there one document that you would say is really essential for new parents to have? Yeah, so, you know, whenever I'm meeting with some new parents and, uh, you know, those questions always come up, you know, they've they've heard of estate planning at some point in their lives, whether their parents have had it or friends of theirs have gone through the process. But, you know, the one document that I always try to highlight for my new clients that are new parents or maybe it's their second or their third child and they've just now started the process of estate planning is to, at a minimum, have a, a will. Okay, and everybody's heard of a will, and they they know that that takes care of what happens to your assets after after your death. But one of the most important aspects of that will is it actually appoints a guardian for your children, all of your minor children, in the event of an untimely death. And that's really important because without that memorialization of who you want to be your guardian for your children, some judge that you've never met is going to make that decision for you. And some people are okay with that, but the majority of the people that I to, that I talk to are not okay with that. So we can quickly accomplish that with just a simple guardian appointment that you and your spouse, or if you're a single, single parent, uh, you decide. Who is going to be that guardian? Which is, of course, a very vital role in a child's life. This is somebody who's going to not only make sure they get to school on time, have lunches and dinners and everything provided for them, but somebody who's going to go to parent-teacher conferences. Somebody who's going to set up summer camps and play dates and take them to the hospital or the doctor. So this is somebody that you need to be able to trust, and without your ability to direct who that's going to be, uh, you kind of leave it up to chance, which is something that I'm, I'm certainly not uh, not one to do with my clients. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and you talked about uh, you know clients at, at different stages, uh, whether it's the first, second, third child. Um, obviously, once 
the new baby arrives, life changes in an instant. Things get very hectic. Can Absolutely. expecting parents maybe get a will set up even before the baby is born, sort of get the document in place so it's one less thing to worry about once the baby arrives? Yes. I mean, that is absolutely something that, that we've done for clients in the past. Um, it's it's tough to, of course, you know, project out what could happen. Somebody who's expecting only one child, who knows, maybe they have twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, an, another kind of pause for concern there is in the event that something does uh, go wrong with with a with a pregnancy or or, or around birth, um, y- you know maybe maybe it's better to almost wait until the child has been born to come in mm-hmm. to to see us. But we have for those very proactive parents who want to come in, uh, or I should say soon to be parents that want to come in and see us prior to the birth of their child, we absolutely can accommodate them and still provide for who would take care of that child in the event of. Uh, parents uh, untimely death so let's uh you mentioned a will and and a little bit of what that does and i I think we'll circle back to that in a minute but we've also talked in the past about a a trust now tell me what what a trust is and how it would work in this situation if if at all sure so you know yeah we've talked about the will that's you know it's key it's key uh you know benefit is to set up the the guardian appointment for the uh for the child, but a trust is a is an alternative to the way your assets will be managed and eventually distributed after your death. So, of course, a will can handle that distribution, but a will only takes effect at your death, whereas a trust takes effect during your life. So, in the event that you become disabled at some point during your life, that trust will kick in and with you as not only uh, the grantor, meaning you've been giving property into this trust, you are also the primary beneficiary of this trust, which means the assets will be managed for your benefit during your life. But when it comes to children, the trust takes another important step in the right direction because we can actually name the trust as the beneficiary on numerous accounts, life insurance, retirement accounts, 401Ks, 403Bs, IRAs, Roth IRAs, you name it, any account or or asset that will allow us to name a trust as a beneficiary, we should absolutely do so. Now we've set up that vehicle that is going to travel with not only the parents but the children throughout their lives and we'll be able to be the ultimate vehicle to manage, administer, and distribute property in the way that the parents want for their children without a trust to receive life insurance benefits, for example. Let's take the example where uh, you know a new parent comes in, they make a decent living, maybe $100,000 a year. They have to now have additional life insurance for income replacement in the event of their death. So they buy a policy of well, it has a death benefit of $1.5 million. It sounds like a lot, but when you think about 18 years uh, of a child's life and the income mm-hmm. that would be generated, it sounds about right. So with a $1.5 million death benefit, if you were to just die and have named your children who are in their infancy as, as the beneficiaries after your spouse, now the children upon their 18th birthday, can request from the guardian to, re- to 
receive all of that all of that money immediately. Now I don't know about you guys, but I would have not done too well at 18 years old with 1.5 million dollars in the bank. So instead, yeah. so instead the trust receives the money, and the trust has various uh, staggered withdrawal rights, so that the children will still have access to this money for all of their needs, but will not be able to just have unfettered access with no supervision as to the management of these assets as they as they move through life. Okay. We're uh, we're talking with uh for the first time here on the podcast with attorney Ryan Gardner on uh, Chicago's Legal Latte. Ryan is an associate at Lavelle Law and focuses uh, much of his work on areas of estate planning and trust. Uh earlier I mentioned that estate planning can be complex uh, particularly as we age and our asset base grows. Today we're we're just really touching on one aspect of estate planning, but if you visit lavellelaw.com and click on Ryan's profile. You can also link to some recent articles he's written that uh, delve a little deeper into different aspects of estate planning. Uh, so let me recommend that. Uh, a lot to be considered. And uh, you know, as we look down the road, I hope we'll get Ryan back uh, to talk more about this. But as we continue with our focus for today on, on new parents, um, you know, I, I guess uh, part of the message here is we've, we've really got to be frank uh, about the need for all of this. You know, the last thing parents want to think about is one or both of them suddenly dying. But Ryan, it you know, as, as much as you hate to talk about it, that's really what this is all about. You you can't say, I'm fine, I'm healthy, uh, everything's okay right now, I'll get to it later. You don't know when that moment's going to come. And, and, and without it, as you described earlier, the consequences can be pretty significant because everything's out of your control without the documentation, right? Well, and that that's exactly right. You hit the nail right on the head. You know, and a lot of people say, well, hey, you know, I've set up a life insurance policy on my life, so in the event something happens to me, I have income replacement or I have I will be able to provide after my death for my children and that is great that is the first step okay but that is not the last step that we need to take to make sure that your kids are taken care of in the way that you direct as opposed to like I continue to come back to unfortunately leaving it up to chance leaving it up to a judge who you've never met deciding what happens and who will manage these assets. You know, we can take control of this and make sure that you, that wishes are memorialized uh, so that, you know, affairs and, and assets and everything will be managed in the way that this new parent wants and, and foresees. And, and I should mention this too, Jim, that these documents that, that you know, we institute all the time for, for new parents, I work with a lot of new parents, is – these documents are fully amendable. They can be mm-hmm. changed at any time. So, you know, as your kids continue to uh, pro- progress through, the, uh, through, th- through life, uh, you know, you may need to have additional restrictions on your children's sure. ability to uh, withdraw money from this trust. You may need to have additional uh, or less restrictions. Look, you've got uh, Sally is, you know, better at managing money than anybody else in your family. Well, maybe she has earned the right to uh, be able to withdraw some money earlier. But, again, I need to hammer this point as well, that during the life of the parents, the assets that are in the trust are, of course, managed only for the parents. They are the primary beneficiaries of this trust. Only upon the death of one or both of these parents will the children have access to this money. But that's the point we want to make sure that we have shored up so that we're not leaving anything to chance. 
Yeah, and, and we got about two minutes left here. I want to get a couple more questions in because you've, you've piqued my interest in a few areas here. We, we talked about the flexibility um, of assets over time. What about guardianship? I mean, quite frankly, a decision today of who I want that guardian to be could be different in five or ten years because somebody moves away or they have their own set of issues now. So that, that too, is something that you know can change over time if needed, correct? Absolutely. Uh, you know, really all the documents that we put into place for the vast majority of our clients here are fully amendable and changeable at any time and for any reason. Uh, a will can be changed so that uh, a different guardian can be appointed. For example, a lot of my, uh, a lot of my clients who are new parents uh, appoint their parents as guardian mm -hmm. of their children. So the grandparents would now be guardian in the event of uh, one of the parents' untimely, uh, untimely deaths. But that may not be the best case scenario uh, 10 or 15 years uh, down the line. You know, parents are now 80 years old and really have no business uh, being the number one person to take care of the children. Maybe it's now a friend. Maybe it's a brother or sister or a pastor or somebody that's close to you in your life that you trust with your children the highest level of trust you can give to anybody. So, again, that's a, that's a great point, Jim, is that the will can be changed, the trust can be changed, and a couple documents I'm not going to go into today that are also, frankly, just as vitally important and powers of attorney so that mm -hmm. your family is not having to go to court in the event of a disability, an incapacity for that parent, and seek guardianship, which, Jim, maybe if you'll uh, allow me, we can – Discuss that on, an, on the next podcast sure. uh, or the one and, after. That's and, a whole other bag of worms, but it's definitely gonna, something that, cheat. again. Yeah, I'm going to cheat on you now because I'm going to ask you a question that probably is an entire podcast, and I'm going to give you about 10 seconds to answer it. But oh, you know, with, with, with all of this coming, we've got a current generation of, of young parents who uh, are more programmed to use the Internet for resources and things. I know there's services out there that allow you to download legal forms and, and supposedly create documents on your own good idea or not in this case? Well, uh, I, I hope the answer would be not a good idea. And I, like I always say, you get what you pay for. And if you want to go on LegalZoom or one of these other websites and uh, or even, you know, just uh, Cook County may have a, a standardized will or a standardized powers of attorney, those are only as good as the money you pay for them, unfortunately. We've yeah. seen that time and time again when clients come in here with those documents and we have to scramble to fix them uh, in the event of somebody's, uh, you know, if something's on the horizon. Moreover, uh, it's just not something that we ever can recommend to a client because, you know, the, the uh, notarization and witnessing and all the formalities that are required when it comes to executing these documents uh, stand, stand alone. And it's something that we cannot take for granted. And when we see somebody that does the legal Zoom and now it's too late, the legal fees skyrocket. And they could have prevented all of it with a proactive estate plan instead of now having to react to a situation that had poor planning, unfortunately. Well, many thanks to Ryan Gardner, my guest today. First time, I look forward to talking to Ryan again on future discussions, and certainly look forward to welcoming you back for our discussion next week. Thanks for being here.